How about me? How do I sound? Awesome. Solid. Yes. So that's where we want to live then. Up I got five. a little reverb. Do you? Yeah, a little bit. Eh. I didn't hear it that time. No, yeah, we're. I think we're money. All right. We're freaking solid. So I got like nothing. <laughs> Welcome to the LTK show on this, the 12th day of the worst month, March. If my dad didn't have a birthday in March, I would say it's even a worse month, but you know, it's a bad month. You're not a March guy? I just feel like March doesn't have anything to offer. Although I will say this, March Madness basketball is great, but like baseball hasn't started yet. I don't care about basketball. And March can trick you because it can be 60 degrees one day and 22 the next day. It's wet. It's rainy. It's ugly. I can't ice fish. And fuck March. All pretty valid. I guess the only reason I like it is basketball tourney springs right around the corner. The optimism of summer and warmth. Yeah, when the Canadian geese start making sounds... And uh, you start stepping in crap in your backyard. Baseball season's around the corner. Yeah, spring training. You know, birds are starting to chirp. They're coming out of the woodwork. I'd rather eat a booger than watch spring training baseball. Really? Oh, uh, it's the worst. Interesting. Well, you, you, you feel different about that? Yeah. I mean, it, it just, like I told you before, I like watching the prospects. So I like watching Kirilov. I like watching, you know, Royce Lewis if he was able to play. Um, but yeah, man, it's just I don't know something relaxing about it. It's super chill. I like watching the prospects too, in games that matter. True, but then like I I, I like the decision making factor too. So I want to like watch it so I know when the decisions made from corporate that I have an opinion of like nah, I don't think that's the right move. You know, like the Kirillov thing is intriguing to me. Yeah, I let's think... talk about that. That's a valid point. Actually, that's I think you made a good point, and let's talk about Kirillov. So I think he's a stud. I think he's ready, and I think he's our best option in left field right from the get-go. So they're going to pull him up at some point, whether it's, you know, 20 days in where they save money down the road. Um, but why not do it right away? You know, if you're looking to win the division and you want him to get comfortable as quickly as possible, why not do it right away? It's a good point. Do you think so? First of all, explain to me because I don't know very well. I, I I don't keep up very well on the financial piece of baseball or any sport for that matter. So I do know that there's an implication where if a guy starts the season on the roster, he gets a roster bonus. But explain to me what the difference is between picking him up, let's say in May, as opposed to having him start in April. So the popular thing in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, and they did it with Buxton. The Cubs did it with Chris Bryant. Um, a lot of prospects have been given this treatment. But if you stash them in the minors for like 20 days, then they they don't gain a year of service time, like a full year of service time, which on the back end of their, call it their fifth year, they get one more year of cheap Alex Kirilov or cheap Chris Bryant. Yes. So by the time they're instead of 26 free agency, now it's 27 free agency. So they get them basically one more year of their prime for 
call it one or two million as opposed to potentially 15 to 20 million so do you think he's going to start so now that you told me that i can just about guarantee he's not going to start on the squad right i mean yeah but if it's it just depends on like how much win now are you and how much do you think kirilov's ahead of jake cave like if jake cave's going to start in left field over kirilov how much are you going to lose in those 15 to 20 games you know having cave out there versus kirilov I tell you what, Cave is actually okay player. He's a bit, like I was thinking on the way but over. He, it's like he's just a just a he's just a good fourth outfielder, and I shouldn't even say good, but like he's a he's just a good backup. Like he's your classic backup outfielder. You know what I can't it's stand about him though. You know this, I think. I know, yeah, you hate him. He's always got to look fucking so cool. Like he's always got wristbands he's on got both arms. He, like, he's got just the bounce in his walk. Everything about him, his hat's got the perfect curve. His spikes are always clean. He's just such a dude. Even when he strikes out, he has to look cool. Strikes out, flips a bat up, grabs, grabs it with his other hand. Tops, he like struts off like he. He's got that like yeah. He's just such a dildo. Like he, I guarantee you. He grew up in like the equivalent of the West Metro here to what in whatever state he grew up in, like a <laughs> like an arrogant area where he was rich and uh, he just pisses me off. <laughs> None of this is based on fact; all conjecture. I could be completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Yeah, well. So we just heard that uh, some of the COVID regulations have loosened. Sounds like the Minnesota Twins are going to have ten thousand fans in the stands. I for one. I'm going to enjoy some outdoor baseball this year. Are uh, are you are you into that? Yeah, man. I'm I'm in. I'm just wondering. Okay, so ten thousand people, like the demand of tickets, I imagine is going to be pretty high. I'd imagine you'll have to get your tickets a week or two in advance. But honestly, that's not a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, it's it's no different than basically any other ticket in town aside from the Twins, well, and the Timberwolves. But I mean, Vikings. If you're going to go to a Vikings game, unless you're going to scalp. Ooh, scalpers! Now we can pivot a little here. Scalpers are going to have a freaking heyday. Not as many tickets uh, to sell, but wouldn't you think that the market's going to be driven a little harder on a Saturday game? They could probably yes. get three, four times ticket or face value, right? All right, we got ourselves a business to. You, uh, you know what though? I think that it's illegal for scalpers to sell tickets over face. I think that the way they make their money is they buy tickets way under face. So, so is that, somebody looked that up. Yeah, is that on premises? Like, can't you be, like, off of the premises, like, across the street or something? And, like, it's a great sell question. For how much ever you want? At least I thought that's how it used to be. How much ever, huh? Is that the right phrase? However much. <laughs> I don't know. I think. What? what it, I would... it, yeah. It definitely be however much. <laughs> how much ever you want. <laughs> but I, I think, like, there has to be. It's interesting. Before the next podcast, we're going to look this up. And we're going to, I know everyone's chomping at the bit to find this out. Right, we're going to find just, out, A, can you sell over face value? This is juicy stuff. B, is there a stipulation on where you have to be in proximity? I got a good story about scalping a ticket. I yeah. was in uh, I was in Chicagoland area for a work training several years ago. Oh, you told me this. Yeah, keep going. And one of my buddies uh, who worked with me, was a big Cubs fan, and I had never been to Wrigley. Well, the first night we flew in, we probably got into Chicago. We flew into Midway Airport, which is the shittier of the two airports. Uh, O'Hare is better. But we flew into Midway, got there probably noon, went, dropped our stuff off, and we didn't have anything going on. What's that on your head? (laughs) O'Hare. We didn't have anything going until the following day for work. So basically what we had was a 
Tuesday night or whatever night it was, just kind of free to ourselves before we had to go to the function that we had to go to for three days. Long story longer, I was talking with my buddy, and he's a big Cubs fan. I said, dude, I've never been to Wrigley. There's a game here tonight. The stars have aligned. Let's knock it out. So we don't have a car there because we had flown in for work. So we got in an Uber. Remember, it was a reasonably expensive Uber ride because it was probably 30 minutes. So it probably cost us like 50 bucks for the Oobski. Not a big deal. You know, it's like, this is kind of a bucket list thing for me. So, you know, we split the Uber 25 a piece. We start walking down the, um, the, the row where Wrigley is and where kind of the entrance is. And keep in mind, it's an old stadium. So there's not like a big facade entrance. There's just like doors where you can go in. It's kind of different. Anyway, long story, even longer. We scalp a ticket from a guy who's on the street. And, uh, I think we just, we're, he's like, I was like, how much? He's like 30 bucks. I was like, well, you take 25 a piece thinking I'm like killing it. He's just like, yeah. So I hand him 50 bucks. And the second he got my money and handed me the tickets, he ran as fast as he could. Like he sprinted. Literally sprinted. And like, I wasn't near thinking about chasing somebody, but I was like, well, that's got to be a bad sign. (laughs) So we go to the uh, door where the staff members take the tickets and he scans a ticket and it goes, <laughs> just the worst sound. and he looks at me he's like this ticket's already been used and i'm like uh you know because i i don't know dude i'm i'm a corn cobber from minnesota I, people don't do that here or whatever so long story longer i asked i said yeah we just scalped it he goes what road you scalp it on and i pointed he's like that's the worst place to scalp like as as though i should know i'm like well how the fuck would i know right so he tells me that people stand at the top of the stadium and drop them? Absolutely. Drop them. I was the just down. thinking, how did so they here, do that? But then that same dude, it's a good thing I'm in sales, because I was able to grease him for 20 bucks, 20 bucks a guy, me and my buddy, and he let us in through the back door, and we went in. So we got in. Still. Oh, you greased the ticket guy. Yeah, but now think, the, we're, we're both taker. 70 bucks in now, and we didn't even have a seat. We had to go yeah. stand. But I got to see Wrigley. We stayed there four innings left and uh, seventy dollars. Then I think another. Well, at that point, twenty bucks is the right move, you know. Cause yeah, I mean, I was getting at least Wrigley. getting the experience, and yeah. But the moral of that story is, if you go to Wrigley and you know what road I'm talking about, maybe if you scalp a ticket, you'll get ripped off. So there. What a Ponzi scheme! Just right away when he ran, my brain's just like, "Well, this isn't. This doesn't seem right." Well, I've never seen that before. Well, now this doesn't seem like what should happen in a business transaction. Well, that's not very gentlemanly. <laughs> he must have to get home for dinner. <laughs> Jeez, his wife must be a real bee. <laughs> so, anywho, that's uh, he got my money, and good for him. Yeah. So, how about this? We're looking at... A pretty beautiful March came off a pretty tough February. I just saw the other day there was a tornado warning in or a tornado watch in some part of Minnesota, right? Last night, wasn't there? Yes. Yeah, it was like the it went through like the southern part of the cities, I think. And we talked about what month has the most tornadoes, which is Oh boy. May I didn't know this. You guessed well, it. Well in that's in Oklahoma. Well, I think it's I think it's everywhere, isn't it? No, because I feel like Oklahoma's climate in May is different than ours. So, like our our tornado season, I think is more like July or okay. June, June or July. I think you get in there. Gotcha. 
You get in there, you get one, you got a stringer. Yeah, I'm digging for gold here. Knuckle deep. <laughs> Just an absolute stringer. Oh, he got a beauty. It's a winner. Um, what are you going to do with it now? <laughs> the Bill Luger's comment. <laughs> it's on the floor. Vlad will take care of it. If you pick your nose, what are you going to do with it? The the only thing I can see you doing with it is wedging it down my couch, and I don't want that. What are you going to do with it? I'll flick it. <laughs> Vlad just wore it right in the face. <laughs> uh, so, dude, how about this? Oh, boy. I've recently taken a liking to state parks and hiking. Just as a general uh, extension of trying to stay healthy. Hobby activity, yeah. Yeah, and I, there's a lot of really neat state parks in Minnesota. One that I just went to. In fact, you were there, so you should know about it. Is Interstate Park. Now, this one happens no, to be in Wisconsin. You mean Interstate State Park. It is Interstate State Park. Or, yeah. as we joked, Interstate State Park or Interstate State Park. But... <laughs> I tell you what, anybody out there who's looking for shit to do on a Saturday or a Sunday or hell, even a Tuesday if you're off, look at the state parks in the state of Minnesota. They're almost all built around a cool uh, natural phenomenon, whether it's a river, big lake, or some other structure. It's fun as hell. It's a good way to exercise, and uh, I think it's just a healthy way to engage in physical fitness yeah man like that one today like there's there's some legit views there's you know the couple good views of the river um yeah dude it's a good workout how many steps we get in about 15 g's Fifteen thousand steps runner i think it was about seven miles is that does that sound accurate yeah just a nice awesome walk through some nature and part of a healthy lifestyle and then of course we we had about 14,000 calorie submarine sandwiches from Subway afterwards. Just to, yeah, even it out. How about the spinach that that lady f- housed on those subs? <laughs> so, all right. I, yeah, this is, I like Subway bits, man. Like, Subway, uh, the worst is when you walk in and you're in line and you see, like, one person. You're like, all right, sweet, money. I'm going to be eating in four minutes. And they bust out the phone. <laughs> or the list. And they're like, for yeah, what everyone can I get in their for office. It uh, looks like I'm going to need a, see, a six inch turkey. <laughs> Any more subs? Yeah, yeah. Are there going to be actually, more subs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, we got like, yeah, a few more. <laughs> and you're just like, you got to be Hang kidding on. me. Sheila wanted, what did Sheila want, mustard? Sheila, no, she wanted the spinach. So the no banana peppers on that one. I can't read my own writing here. What's that say? I think, is that mail? Yeah, I think it says mail. Yeah, throw mail on that one. That um, is the worst when somebody pulls out the fucking scroll. I think Bob likes mail. Yeah, he, he usually gets it. The only uh, thing that's worse than that, and it kind of is the same thing, is when somebody does that exact same thing in the fucking drive-thru. Oh, man. Because just, then it's like now the drive-thru was literally designed for speed. Period. That's why it's there. And then you, instead of going in, you lazy motherfucker, you're ordering for like seven kids in the back of a Suburban. I want to rip their fucking heads off. I'm passionate <laughs> about this. Because there's a Subway drive through by my house. And when I'm hitting the Subway drive through put, put it this way. I didn't get the idea to go to Subway because I wanted Subway. I went through all the other options in my head and was like, well, fuck, I could probably get Subway pretty fast. 
Then when I go there and I don't get the instant gratification, boy, does it piss me off. Oh, yeah, look at this lady. We got a we got a walker walking by about 85 years old. God bless her. Getting after yeah, it. Yeah, she is just doing it. So. More purple, too. I think Women's Day was last week, but hell, you know. She I think it's Women's on. Month. Is it really? They get a month? Yeah, they get a full month. Do we get one? I get I a birthday like, month. <laughs> I feel like we don't get one. I think there is a men's day, but you know, I think a lot of women would argue that every day is men's day, so why should we get anything? <laughs> Hell, I don't know. I stay out of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, back to the subway deal. She did just mash spinach on our subs. So we both got submarines. Like it was like full handfuls of spinach. Like usually it's just like, ah, we'll sprinkle some on there. She just went. All the way in. Luther got a spinach sub with a side of steak. Yeah, side of steak. Got some got some sauce on there. <laughs> God. Toasted. We talked about this too, but every time I go to a subway, I'm just amazed at just the gluttony of Americans. Where all of a sudden, inside those four walls. You say of, all the sudden? Yeah, all the sudden. All of a sudden. So yeah, I'm, I'm all... All, all of a sudden. Yeah, I like all it, of a sudden. I, I believe it's all of a sudden. No, I just say all sudden. I like all sudden. Okay. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Anyways, so proceed. As soon as we get inside the walls of a submarine sandwich shop, for some weird reason, a 12-inch sub all of a sudden isn't just way too much food. Like I said before, if you make this at your house, you're going to look at that and somebody walk in and be like, dude, that's a yes. big that's a big fucking sandwich or like four people eating it. But you get into Subway and not only are you going to house a foot long and you're going to drag it through the garden, you're also going to get cookie, chips, pop, and they just for, oh, you can buy three cookies for a buck and then it's, you're saving. They're just forcing fucking food down you. You, you walk out of that place and you've had three quarters of your daily caloric intake and it's not even noon yet. Yeah, that's like, you know, we were talking about it like on a, on a deeper level. That's like what our country, though, is like, that's our standard. Like our standard is a foot long. Our standard is a big burger with big fries and a big pop. Like that's just like acceptable. It's just socially like, yeah, that's fine. Like, yeah, perfect. Right. Like, cool. Well, it's a more, normal meal. More even on that but topic. But it ain't. It just ain't. We were talking about like, well, you had brought something up and then we could leave that alone. But it's like we used to eat for fuel. Now eating is like the the main event, the main attraction. But it's funny. We The other thing we talked about that I think is worth touching on that, that we both find hilarious is that you can't go a day without seeing something on an infomercial, something advertised on a billboard or on your computer that literally talks about an easier way to achieve physical health fitness or weight loss so like the last one i saw that blew my fucking mind is it's just progressively gotten easier it's like dude you're supposed to be like they're trying to make shit that makes you lazily work out which is the opposite of each other working out supposed to be a little bit hard yeah what was the one you're standing on a couch and like no you're sitting on the couch and they got like a standing sitting they got a seated elliptical it's a seated elliptical where you're literally just moving your knees up and down. like So if you're burning calories, it's barely more than what you are breathing. I think you knock down about 70 an hour breathing. You probably knock down 74 using this. But the best part is, is they had these older folks, these blue hairs on there. And the one lady's like, I feel like I've gotten my life back. And she legitimately weighed like 200 pounds, which is a lot for a woman. That'd be the equivalent of like a dude weighing 280. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, that's not working. 
What do you mean you got your life back? How bad were you before when you did this tiny little bit of exertion? Anyway, long story longer. It's the same shit with diets. Nobody just can accept that if you if you want to like do something to change your body, and if you don't, that's fine. Doesn't matter. But if you want to, yeah, you can choose. Like, yeah, if you, I, I'm I'm not like even saying that it's bad. I'm just saying like that's like that has become our norm. Yeah, like, no, and, just, I, and I'm saying this: if you want to change your body, you don't have to. But if you want to, you need to be able to expect and control your brain to be like this is going. Some of this is going to suck. That's how it works. Not. Well, what? How can I find something where I don't oh, do jack shit? TV, I might as well just pedal my feet. Fuck! It's just—it's unbelievable, dude. The, like the, you're burning a little bit more calories than just twiddling your thumbs. Either TV. just decide to go through the pain of exercise and get better mentally and physically, or don't. Don't fucking lie to yourself by buying an elliptical where you don't have to do anything to move it. It's ridiculous. The other one is the fucking ab patches where it just shocks your abs. And then basically, oh, three, yeah, You're and just the dudes sitting there watching it. TV. Yeah, they got it on a dude who looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger in his 1986 prime. And it's like, oh, yeah, that dude just sat there and fucking knocked out some some electricity into his abs. And he looks like that. Like it that just dude got did. shocked right into a 10 pack. He did 7000 crunches a day for like a full year. But then that worked. Come on. And they hired him to throw that thing on and. And the same Smile. people, same people who bought that, were the same people who bought the books, where the kids just ran their fingers along the pages and could read the whole page. The mystery speed reading thing. I knew about four hundred people who bought that tape on how to do it. Knew not nobody who could do it. Just the fingers straight you down that the page. Shit? Yeah, straight down the page. Flip. Straight down. Straight down. Flip. Yeah. Think of how many pizzas you could have knocked so what down was that for about? Bucket. Well, it was, you know, Johnny <laughs> went to the store and then, like, he tried to buy something and then the, it's like, what? No. That whole thing's a racket, but think think of this. If you're, how many Matt Christopher books could you knock down, like, an hour? Ice Magic. Ice Magic, Johnny at the Bat, Dirt Bike Racer. A, catcher with a glass arm. <laughs> Is that one really? Yeah, I think so. Dirt Bike Racer, probably my favorite. But you had, you used to be able to read to earn Book It. For free frozen pizza or free pan pizza, remember that? Book it. Oh yeah, love so, book it. First of all, how many pizzas could have you have eaten if you could speed read like that? Second of all, that was one of the most brilliant marketing campaigns of all time by fucking Pizza Hut. What they did was they gave you a, a free pizza as a kid worth about thirty eight cents. They got you to drag the old family in, who in turn bought two large pizzas and a pitcher of beer. Pizza Hut makes out like bandits. We think we won. It's fucking brilliant. It's a brilliant marketing campaign. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Then you get your mod to spend another six bucks on the final four ball that's got the four teams on it, that black shitty basketball that ends up in the bottom of the toy bin until you throw it away eight years later. I don't remember that. I remember getting uh, buying Pepsis and like the final four team was under the cap and you were just like hoping to get Duke. Really? I remember, like, do you remember that? So like if you, if you had the winning team, like I don't know if you could draw into a prize or they could actually get a prize. I can't remember, but I remember I got Prairie View A&M and I'm like, <laughs> I just remember it vividly. It's the first time I've ever heard of that school. I'm like, son of a bitch. Prairie View. Hey, how about this? Have you ever won any contest? Like any at all? So have you won like something under a pop top, a, even a good lottery ticket payout? Like the most I've ever won in lottery is 50 bucks. You ever won anything? Good, like a drawing or something like that. No, no. I mean, like I've won a bingo, won it. 
the casino, but not like a couple hundred on a pull tab. Do you know anybody who's won anything cool like a fucking Corvette drawing at a casino? Or... Oh, like big time. Like big time. Yeah, big time. Big time. He big time. Nice place, uh, big time. Nah, man. Not that I can think of. My sister Sarah's like lucky. Like she'll, she'll play pull tabs and win and like she'll just kind of blindly... Like on her 18th birthday, she won a thousand bucks on a on a pull tab. Wow! Um, but not like yeah yeah. And actually, I think she might have won like six or she might have won like six grand on a on a scratch off too. I wow! Think she did yeah. So she so you do know That's somebody right. who won something big. I do now that I think about it. She's lucky like that. That's badass, dude. I yeah. uh, I've been in many many drawings for like big prizes, and I I've just always wondered, of course, like anyone does, like how what would happen if you won that? Every year they've got a lottery drawing where you, uh, well, my mom buys them for Christmas for me. She couldn't get them this year, but it's like the Minnesota raffle lottery, and they sell X amount of tickets, but they give away so many prizes. I think they give away three million dollar prizes, uh, all sorts of like two hundred fifty thousand dollar Corvettes, whatever else. But you, you, because there's so many prizes, you feel like you're going to win. So you really start to fantasize. But the funny part is, is yeah, there's a lot of prizes, but they sold a fucking lot of tickets. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's fun to fantasize and say, here's what I'd do if I won the lottery and won this and that. But the honest thing is you'd probably just shut your phone off, get a new phone number, not talk to anyone again, and uh, be rich. Do you play the lottery? I do in an office pool, and it's out of fear. It's because I don't want to be the only swinging dick left in my office who wasn't on that when everyone retires. But okay. I, I, but that's genuinely why I play it. So what is it? Like a Powerball thing or what? Yeah, she buys like the woman who runs it, Cindy, fantastic lady, love her to death. She gets, I think there's 12, 14 of us in it, and she purchases the big ones, whatever it is, and she sends them out on So email. anything over 100 mil or whatever? Or just all the time? 100% of the time. Because, I mean, okay. the prize is, it's always life-changing. Yeah, I suppose. What? What's the minimum? Like 10 mil now or something? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I just, but like so I said, Ichi I don't, don't want to be the one, the dude who was like, well, if I if I don't buy this lottery. I'm playing this ticket, week. I'm sick of it. And then just bam. Just think, if I don't play for the whole year, I could have $100 that I could go blow in like five minutes on pull tabs. And then the funny thing is, you try to save that money. And then next thing you know, you're the you're the dude standing in the middle of the office when nobody's left, holding on to the briefcase. <laughs> People used to be here. Oh, I should have got in that office pool. Your desk is still fully intact. They I all can't got their imagine. Boxes. Imagine the level of depression if you were in an office pool for five years and you're like, you know what? I'm going to really turn the corner here and start uh, tightening the belt straps. And you jump out of the office pool and then they hit. You know, we always we, we we joke about worst case scenario, but that's like almost a worst case scenario. Right. The joke like about worst case scenario is people often misuse that term. In fact, I would say almost always misuse it. Uh, people like, say, you know, worst case scenario, we just can wait till tomorrow to get a flight. It's like worst no. case scenario, we take a left here and we run into a dead end. We'll just whip right. around and we'll just take a right. It's like no, dude. Worst case scenario, somebody sticks a Louisville Slugger baseball bat all the way up your ass to the handle. And then stomps on your face with a golf spike while they cut off your nuts. That's worse than missing your turn. Uh, so anyway, don't use miss don't misuse worst case scenario. Oh boy. <laughs> Holy shnikes. We hit a new level. Um well it's funny because I said that this morning. I'm like, nothing worse than I can't remember what I said, but nothing worse. 
wait, there's a lot worse. Right. I, 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 I like that saying, too. Nothing worse than just getting a... <laughs> Nothing worse than stubbing your toe. Oh, yeah, there is. I could tell you 10 worse things just with a toe. Hell, you could cut your toe off. You could get it stuck in a, in a yard chipper. Hell, you could even get it stuck in a bonfire. Worse than stubbing it. You ever lost a toenail? Or yeah. A nail? Ooh, I got a good one for you on this. Yes, I have. I was I've in seventh never, grade. I've, I'm lucky, man. I, never, I haven't lost one. Seventh grade, and I was chasing somebody down the hallway at Central Middle School. And our lockers were like, they were supposed to be flat all with each other, but they were like staggered a little bit. And I'm running like Usain Bolt, arms out, hands up. And my fingernail caught one of the lockers that stuck out a little bit. And it ripped it all the way off to the cuticle. Just Ugh. pulled it smooth fast, off. Right? It hurt. Fast. It hurt like a mother effer. But Was it pain right away or did it take a minute? Do you remember? No, I, I remember vividly. I knew it happened. And then it took about an extra two seconds for my brain to tell my finger that it hurt. That there was pain there. Yep, like, you wait like one second, then all of a sudden it's like, ooh. Surprisingly, though, it wasn't as bad as like, I, I don't know, it wasn't as bad as I think. I remember it took that son of a bitch probably a year and a half to grow back. Really? Yeah. Wow. They, it grows like layered. It was kind of interesting, actually. Is that the worst pain you've experienced? No, kidney stones, not even close. Oof. Oof. Like kidney stones, I li- I seriously thought I was going to die. Didn't know what it was. This might be TMI, but uh, you passed them. Did you pass yeah, them? Yeah, so, yep. The pain with a kidney stone, from what I've learned now, is when it goes from something called your – so it goes from your kidney, and it drops through your ureter. Your ureter is what connects your kidney to your bladder. That liquid filters through your kidney and comes down. When it when the stone drops from your kidney to your ureter, the stone is usually about the same width as your ureter, so it has to slowly work its way through. That's where the pain comes in. Okay. Once it drops into your bladder, you can have some discomfort, and pissing it out isn't necessarily comfortable. But when I so it took me four months after I had the the episode to Initial pass pain. it. Yep, four or five months to pass it. Then one day I had some like lower like almost in my groin, just like pressure. And I knew something wasn't quite right. So I took some Advil. I was taking Advil the whole day, like in case something happened. And then sure enough, I'm taking a piss and bloop. <laughs> so you, a, did you, did you feel it though? Did I felt you? it. I felt it, but it didn't hurt super bad. Okay. The ba- I'm telling you the pains when it drops <laughs> from the kidney to the ureter. Was it just one? It was one good one st- stone. It was one stone that one key stone. You're pretty surprised that that thing can come out your, is that from drinking too many keystones, or how does that work? Like what? So what that, you... that's the other thing is there's a bunch of different variations. You can have so much cal- calcite or something like that. There's actually stuff like in spinach and things like that that can give it to you. Spinach, handfuls but, of spinach. But I imagine, like I'm pretty sure, I don't know for a fact, but I think like probably just my diet was pretty bad, and I'm sure that probably had something to do with it. Also, at that time when I had it, now this is three, four years ago, I think I was drinking a lot of energy drinks. Like those five-hour energies, which, by the way, I think are really bad for you. I haven't had one in years, but I've, okay. I've, I've heard that there can be a correlation there. Yeah. Now, now I take this Peruvian Chanca Pedra. It's just like a botanical supplement that I've read about. I've taken it for four years, haven't had anything else. It's called Stonebreaker. Look it up. If you got kidney stones, Chanca Pedra. Stonebreaker. Stone, I can't even show you it. It's very, very, very interesting shit. 
Huh. And that's a drug, you said? Yeah. So No, it's not a drug. I mean, it's a it's a over the counter. An herbal supplement, yeah. Oh, gotcha. So okay. I told you my worst pain that I've ever had. And honestly, I don't I haven't had it and I've broken several bones. Not nothing big weight bearing, but like fingers and toes and shit like that. Nothing. I mean, I I would take I'd say the next four most painful experiences I had together weren't as bad as kidney stones. I was also told by a woman at my work that she's had two kids and she's had kidney stones twice and kidney stones hurt worse than having a kid. That's what she said. I'm not saying that. Wow. That's what she said. That's what she said. How about you? What's your worst thing ever? You know, I was just trying to think like, I mean, I had my appendix taken out. That pain hurt, but it wasn't like life changing. It just, it sucked for about half a day. And then I'm like, okay, I better go in and like get this figured out. Um, Honestly, man, like just last summer when I had that food poisoning, like I had like a day or two of like, it was like the worst I've ever felt. It's not like a specific pain incident, but I've never felt worse in my life. Like just like this sucks. Right. Like just the whole general feeling. It was so uncomfortable that it would not go away. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that sucked, but I'm trying to think of. I mean, if I broken couple, what have I, broken hand? That didn't hurt like that bad though. I got a really high pain tolerance too, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Just kidding. Yeah, dude. Uh, I got concussed, but I don't remember that. I blacked out. Few. I've had like a lot of stitches. Yeah, so have I. I've had stitches uh, in both hands, on my leg. I've had stitches on my head. Staples, actually. Nah, they were stitches. That was a good one. I, I was wasted in college. Like, just a keeper, like, 26-beer keeper bender. And I uh, went to open the refrigerator, and I, like, fell backwards, and my head hit the back of the counter. And Herbert came and picked me up in a pool of blood and brought me to the hospital. Oof. It was, uh, it's one of those situations where you just realize like, I probably shouldn't drink anymore. And then I drank pretty hard for about ne- the next eight years. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I really shouldn't do this. And then two days later, you're just back at it. <laughs> well, healed up. You don't know mostly. any better in college. When did they tell me to take the stitches out? I can't remember. I was hammered. <laughs> yeah, dude, I think I had about 25 stitches in my head by the time i was like 10 wow that's one time i was in duluth doing handstands uh in college we were bombed and my toe came down and clipped like my baby toe clipped the side of a table and i was like ah and i looked down and the thing was bent straight out to the right really it was it was snapped so it didn't even hurt that bad probably partially because i was lit up but the other pieces like it's a it's a toe so anyway, I go back to the hospital, and uh, speaking of things that were painful, the web of my toe was ripped. Oh, it was split. And the and I remember when they had to stick Novocaine in it, they stuck it in the split of the toe. That hurt for like a split second until the Novocaine kicked in the local, but they mm. had to slam about a six-pack of stitches in that one. Mm. Can you watch like surgeries on TV? Doesn't bother me at all. You know what bothers me? Dude, that's ACLs. so weird because I'm I'm the exact opposite. I'll watch 
exterior injuries all day long. Like I'll watch a, a an ankle that goes backwards and sideways, an ankle that's just hanging by a thread. I'll watch a broken knee, like whatever. I'll watch that. But you start talking about like blood and surgery and like incisions. Like you mentioned that like split web. I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I could watch that all day. It bores me, but it doesn't like get me. It doesn't. But yeah. The second I see a guy's knee. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you, yeah. Like you're if out. I see somebody's knee end up down by their ankle somehow or like bend the wrong way. Oh, dude, I can't even watch it. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, see, I can. I'm totally good with that. Well, you're you're mentally ill then, <laughs> because my thing's more normal. So, my cousin Kristen brought up kind of a funny. She texted me about like pharmaceutical co- companies and how they sell their drugs on TV. Like how everybody is just super happy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then all the side effects are way worse than whatever it's trying to cure. Like something that cures rosacea, they tell you could could cause heart failure, a kidney stone, fucking murmurs. It's like, wait, that's worse. I'd just rather have rosacea. <laughs> but they're just happy. Like, I feel like they're holding a bed sheet in the wind or something. They're just <laughs> smiling. You it's know. a brand new day. Yeah. Like, take this drug and life is just awesome a hundred percent they're always they're always like frowning in the before picture and happy in the after picture yeah a hundred percent just depressed as all get out and then this here is going to change your life i guarantee sunshine it. and rainbows uh, duckies and unicorn farts <laughs> that is funny that's so true though it's so true i tell you what so when i exercise i listen to youtube and lately, I've been listening to full albums. I think I told you I listened to uh, Metallica, Binge and Purge, live from Seattle, 1989. But periodically, because I don't subscribe or I don't pay for the, the YouTube gold or whatever the fuck the kids are calling it, yeah. I, have to, I have to fight through commercials. When you got your phone in your pocket and you're exercising, you don't necessarily cut the commercial off. Sometimes you just battle through 15 seconds of it. So I tell you what, I've learned a lot about Zelljans and a lot of these other drugs that I didn't know about before. So yeah. I kind of I kind of see value in it. If I ever have uh, kidney failure or whatever the fuck they're trying to fix, I've never I've never done antidepressants. I don't want to like I don't I don't want it to change like my whatever like my physicality if that makes any sense. Um, I wouldn't want it to do that. I could like I could see me not wanting it to change mine, but with yours being as bad as it is, I wouldn't think it would matter. <laughs> What do you mean, change your physicality? Like, well, like you're talking I guess, about change your makeup. no. I guess no. I guess the mentality. So, like, I feel like people that I've heard that people that have been on them, like whether it's mood swings or like the, their body changes because maybe they're not hungry anymore, or like I just feel like it does something to your body that like it's hard to go back to like your original state. I was on one like ten years ago, and I can't yeah. remember what it was called. Um. But like I, I thought did it, it help you? Did it? What did I, it I do? thought it did, dude. Like I, I think I was probably on it for three months. I think I thought it did help me, but then I can't remember why I quit taking it, and I'm pretty happy now. So I guess maybe I don't know. But you always wonder if it's a placebo effect because you hear about the placebo effect just in general. 
Uh, but I, I feel yes. like with the depression thing, it's like, is it working? It's like, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like yes. it. But so, I think it, it helps. Here's another thing with that real quick. The other day, I thought I took melatonin to go to sleep because I take melatonin for like a restful night's sleep. Yeah. But I set it out here on my couch, like next to me, because I didn't want to take it so early that I fell asleep at eight. So I had thought I had taken it. It's like nine o'clock. I'm like, oh man, this melatonin is really kicking in. And I look over and the one that I set on the couch is still sitting there. I'm like, dude, I don't even need this shit. I just need to tell myself I took it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I feel like that's real because I'll wake up like middle of the night, have to go to the bathroom or something. And I'll have that like deep sleep, like kind of almost like groggy feeling. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, just kind of like a heavy, like, whoa, like, I got knocked out. I feel that when I'm on melatonin as opposed to just, like, normal or not. Do you take melatonin every night? Lately, I have been, yeah. Barthol drops uh, one melatonin and three Benadryls. He calls it to 1075. Actually, I made that up. But then he told me the other day he took a 2150 by accident. What's a 1075? Like 10 milligrams of melatonin, 75 milligrams of Benadryl. So one melatonin, okay. three bennies. But the other day he texted me, he took a 2150. Because <laughs> he did it by accident. He took his 1075 and then he took his 1075 again. He's like, dude, I think I took two 1075s, 2150. You got Chuck liddell just out. Absolutely out. What the schmecks was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the placebo effect, man. That's a real thing. Yeah, like, oh yeah, for sure. I feel like you give 100 people one pill, 100 the other, like for sure a good percentage of the people that got the placebo are going to be happier just because they their mentality is changing now. Right, and I think that what that goes to show you is the power of the brain. And we've talked about yes, this in many different facets. Yes, 100%. 100%. If you think if you're, you're getting stuck help, in a low spot, yeah. It's it's easy to like stay there and ride that out and like just be in it because that's the way your brain is thinking. Yep. You know, and it's the same thing in with a positive state. You got some momentum, like you feel happy, then like you'll ride that out. You know, I agree. Same thing with you say exercise. Is that where you're going? Absolutely. It's the same thing with you need to basically. We've listened to David Goggins on a podcast with Joe Rogan. If you haven't listened to David Goggins, dude, listen to him. He's, He's a, a machine. He's the like, most inspiring dude. He holds like the record for most pull-ups. 17,000 pull-ups in a 24-hour period. The list goes on. An ultra marathoner. Like he's, but he ridiculous. talks about just little things like holding yourself accountable, setting goals, attaining them, never not, always doing it. But he also talks about hardening your brain, changing what, you, what your brain expects to be real. Like if you want to get a result, understand that it's going to take pain to get there. But rather than shy away from it or try to find ways around it, fucking hit it head on. Embrace it. And I've really taken a lot from him in my little journey of losing some weight and uh, just try to harden my brain and be like, here's my goal. I set it. I'm hitting it. And when you do, the results follow. You don't sit there and work out for results. You work out for a goal and the results come after the goal. Yeah. Sorry, I blew up. No, (laughs) he's passionate about it. It's good. Uh, I feel like that's almost like changing your norm though too, right? Yes. I mean, it's it's like with diet, you know? the the uh, double whatever cheeseburger and fries at a large shake at McDonald's, if that's your norm, you're going to do that and be okay with it and be fine with it, and you're going to get bigger. Right. You know? It's but science. But if you change that and say no more fast food, I'm going to decide to eat, like, whatever, chicken and spinach and vegetables and fruits, and, like, that's now my norm. Now I'm going to be, like, 
for the most part, a normal looking person, you know? So you got to change that norm. Yeah. It's just basically you got to condition your brain before your body's going to do anything. If your brain doesn't understand what to expect, you're going to fail. And that's what I got from Goggins. And that's what I liked about it. Yeah. Well, with I that, thought that was a good one. I mean, gripes. I mean, yeah, we covered some ground. We covered some ground, dude. Look at Vlad. He looks all contorted. A little bit of a slow start. Oh, we got going. <laughs> well, I think that wraps up this, the episode of the LTK show on the 12th day of the worst month, March uh, of 2021. That is your worst month, just for the record? 100%. What's yours? Really? Mine's January because it's just dead middle of winter and it's just like, eh, is this going to end? Not a winter guy. Yeah, ice fish. So there you go. Yeah. Well, all right. A lot of people have opinions. I've got the right answer. It's March. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All Thanks right, for brother. listening. Shout yeah, outs. Yeah. Shout outs quick. Shout outs. Shout outs. It's the same. I mean, yeah, I don't have any like off the top of my head. We're, uh... oh, Elgard, man. Elgard. Cool. Justin Elgard. Thanks for listening. Elgard, player. what up, brother? Yeah, appreciate you, man. If you get this far in the podcast, really thanks for listening. <laughs> I mean, we appreciate it. That's the loyal listeners right there. Mark Jansen, Brian Kirsch, uh, Staffensmeyer, Brad Emvick, Katie Eckert. Uh, Dizzle, Solom. My cousin Kristen, we'll see if she listens to this one. Kristen, by Alksney. Yeah, Booner. We got to get you back listening, man. Booner. All right. All right, brother. See ya. Later.